Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by an award-winning author who survived pitch wars. She first tackled domestic violence in If These Wings Could Fly. Her latest book is the powerful We Can Be Heroes. We welcome Carrie McCauley. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Carrie, let's go beyond the mic. We Can Be Heroes tackles a topic on the third rail of society right now gun violence, and teen dating violence. How has your own counseling of others after violence colored this book? Absolutely. Well, it was really important to me when I was talking about such serious topics that I, you know, get as close to the reality of it as possible. So I did a lot of research on gun laws and domestic violence laws and, you know, who can get a restraining order, what are the red flags in relationships. And I have a background in advocacy. So this topic was really important to me before I ever started writing about it. But yeah, it was it was very important that I stay as close to reality as possible. Is a vengeance plot the right path for accountability? My book is about teenagers who are sort of, you know, processing their grief and their anger. And they're transforming that into activism. They're asking these big questions about, you know, who is accountable and how do we hold them responsible for their actions? So in this sense, it it wasn't really about, you know, vengeance per se, but about who is taking responsibility and how do we make them do that. The podcast and story are fictitious, but they could happen. What's the message you hope others get from your book? I included the podcast so that when we're talking about this one specific incident of violence, we don't get so caught up in these details for these characters that we forget that there's a much broader conversation to be had about violence especially gun violence, especially dating violence. There's a lot that we can understand about that context and it gets lost when it's just a flashing news headline. So it was important to me to include the podcast so that we have someone in the story giving a broader sense of these issues. Sophomore slumps are difficult for writers. Why was writing this book so important for you? You know, I wrote this story um, right in the midst of lockdown in the pandemic. So I'm not surprised that I ended up writing a story about grief and, you know, how we navigate that. And I'm not surprised that I wrote a story about friendship because, you know, that that definitely helped me navigate the last year and a half. So I think that those themes are pretty universal, uh, whatever the topic is. And then it was just really important to me to tell a story that I thought mattered to teenagers today and that they would want to read and engage with. No worries. You knock your second book out of the park. What's the third book going to be about? I'm still sort of figuring that out. I'm I'm just getting started on on a third novel now. So uh, we'll see where it goes. It's time for the Rocky Nate. Eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. Okay. How many times have you finished writing your book during NaNoWriMo? Uh, Three. How many times have you started NaNoWriMo? Every single year for 10 years. (laughs) I've done it and I've only, I've I've done it several times and I've only been able to get one book out of it. What's your most used word? My most used word? Uh, it, it's not a word. It's a, it's a hyphen, and I need to be more careful. <laughs> How many black and white composition books do you own, and what's the oldest one? I probably own 20. Uh, about 18 of them are full, and the oldest one is 11 years old now. Sadie Blue is your dog. What's the best thing about her? Oh, she's, she's very snuggly. She likes to cuddle. Okay, describe your current mood, but you can only use one word. Caffeinated. Your husband and children are your biggest writing cheerleaders. They leave you notes to inspire you. What do you want your children to be when they grow up? Oh, whatever they want to be. You can write, but are you a good artist? No, 
not at all. That's probably why I like writing them into my story. <laughs> What's your greatest insecurity? Oh, goodness. Um, I guess I'm scared that my books won't reach their audience. It's time for one big question with Kiri McCauley, author of We Can Be Heroes Beyond the Mic. Kiri, in this world of hyper-partisan politics, could the Cassandra Amendment from your book pass in the current environment? I hope so, because we really need it. Which of your characters do you relate with the most? I think I relate the most with Vivian. Why? Uh, she, she's very, very driven, almost to the point of, you know, forgetting to stop and enjoy her experiences. And, you know, it takes this, this huge, horrible thing happening to make her slow down and, and really start to appreciate, you know, her life and, and the gifts that she has in front of her. Kiri, when doing the research for this book, how do you compartmentalize so the nightmares of the research that you're having to do about domestic violence don't become your nightmares? Uh, you know, writing about violence is it's hard emotionally. It's also a huge responsibility to make sure that I'm covering these topics in ways that are nuanced and realistic. But for me, I also I write my stories with a little bit of surrealism and fabulism. Um, I bring the victim of this time back as a ghost, and she gets to tell her own story. Uh, so for me, I really get to explore these issues you know, without sensationalizing the violence, without living in that one moment again and again and again, and I get to focus on the characters instead. Beck's VW bus is such a vivid character in the story. Yes. Uh, the bus is called Betty, and I, I was thinking a lot about how so many of my friendships, especially as a teen, were really shaped by our drives together. Um, you know, that was a moment of freedom between our houses, and it was almost a home away from home. And I think that there are a lot of things that happen in, in cars on these rides that are crucial for our development and, and places where our friendships really live. So when I was thinking about where does Cassie come back to, my first thought was that it was a vehicle, and it was the place where she and her friends were just the three of them the three of them against the world, and that, that was the place she would come back to. What's the message that you want to give people who've suffered domestic violence to take away from your book? It was really important to me with Cassie's story that I go through the realistic, you know, red flags of an unhealthy relationship and show that those things don't, they don't start out scary. They really build and they really escalate. And at first, they're kind of easy to miss. Um, but I think especially young women are sort of told to, like, push down our instincts and ignore some of those red flags. So I really hope readers in this in this book and reading Cassie's story just kind of learn and understand that if you have this, this gut instinct that something is off and something is wrong, you need to follow that instinct. You need to pay attention to those red flags before they escalate into something more dangerous. She's always caffeinated, overuses the hyphen, and is a very, very bad artist. We Can Be Heroes is available now. We thank Kiri McCauley for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you so much for having me. And that, my friends, is a Beyond the Mic Shortcut.